So, dear, uh, dear viewers, dear uh, listeners, uh, it's uh, absolutely a pleasure to have uh, for like, I don't know, the 10th time uh, uh, at my mic, uh, uh, Lucas Lindemann, uh, which is also known uh, as guitar and voice uh, and several other instruments uh, of Cadaver. Hi, Lupus, how are you doing? Hello, good evening. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, so these uh, these guys together uh, together with uh, two bandmates, uh, Tiger and Dragon, uh, are gonna release uh, in about uh, nine days today um, the sixth well sixth album uh, LP of the band, which is called <laughs> The Isolation Tapes. Uh, i don't know it's uh i don't know you are always able to to change uh, let's say the cards on the table uh this time you say i i would say you changed pretty much the the cards on the table uh <laughs> how would you describe yeah. uh i mean just say some words about uh, the isolation tapes yeah first of all that it wasn't really planned to have a new album coming up. Uh, we just released a recent one in uh, 2019 last year. And we had a tour booked for Australia and New Zealand, also for America, for, for the US. And yeah, we still had no plans to, to go back to the studio and record new ideas. So we also had no new ideas, no demos, no concept or anything like that. So. Everything came pretty um, out of the blue for everyone, I guess. And uh, we were uh, in France at that time on tour when everything got shut down. And so we went back to back to Berlin. It has been, of course, a shock for everyone. But at the same time, it's been like for eight years, as you already said, it's a sixth album now. But for eight years, we've been traveling constantly. We've been writing songs and recording uh, albums constantly. It actually has been the first time within eight years that there was nothing to do. So we were just like, not bored, but there was no rush, no need, no, no anything to do something. So we just decided, let's go to the studio and just have fun because everything was locked down and shut down anyways. Everything was closed. So we, we just decided let's waste the time in the studio and, and just have fun with each other. We started doing things we haven't done before. We, we did not sit down as a rock band and, and start jamming around and writing riffs or something. So we would just like use all the instruments in the studio, synthesizers, and, and also worked with the computer a lot, which we have never done because usually we, it's all analog and always recorded live. It just turned out that out of the out of the fun sessions just to waste time and play music that more and more song structures came up and then we realized okay that there's something slowly coming up you get an idea of a rough idea of what's there and of course we realized that that it's going to be very different but we also thought that the times we are in right now are very different so that was the music we we came up with for this situation since it became everything became so quiet and 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 slow and uh, you know all the shops were closed almost no cars on the street the people were not there was it was completely empty everything was empty and so quiet i i didn't really hear like loud guitars or uh, loud like 
loud riffs and anything like a hard rock record for me it was more like about so uh, sound structures and i tried it in the beginning with the guitar but more and more the guitar moved away and there was more and more piano and synthesizers coming in and i felt for some of the songs or the structures of the songs it, it made more sense and it would uh, transport the uh, the idea of, of that way better than a guitar would do. And so slowly out of that, slowly did this idea came up and, and the isolation tapes uh, were the res result of that. It was just a fun thing to do and, and we, we didn't really think about it. Also, we didn't really, we did not have a mind to release anything. It was more like, uh, let's see what we can do just as three friends in the studio. Uh, it ended up with a new album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a nice uh, result of some hanging out together. <laughs> um, yeah. As you just said, the guitar is uh, barely present and uh, anyhow really uh, less distorted. Uh, did you already think um, how you're going to um, insert the, the, song, uh, uh, the songs uh, of uh, this album in a set list of the songs uh, of your uh, previous albums? As I said, this, this, this record was written in, in absolutely isolation and there was definitely no thinking of how to play those songs live because there is no live at the moment. So we thought, we gave it a sh short shot if we could do some of the songs live, but so far there is no need to to start rehearsing or start figuring it out because there's no there's nothing coming up for at least, we think, for about another year. So at least the way we used to play. And um, maybe we just never play it. It's just been a session. Also, if you, if you I mean, right now we're go, going back to almost a lockdown and everything goes back to where we were in March, but in around August or something, things almost seemed normal again. You could go out, hang out in a beer garden, see your friends in a park, or people went on holidays. It almost seemed like we're going back to a normal life. And then you hear that isolation tapes and you're like, oh, yeah, it doesn't really fit. Back then in that time, it, it really did. So if you play that live anytime later, it might not even fit anymore. So it is just, that little period of time, which was very special, maybe it is what it is and we're going to bury it with it <laughs> as soon as we're allowed to play shows again. The isolation tapes also comes together uh, uh, with um, your new label, Roboto Records. How do you yeah. explain that? Did Nuclear Blast... Uh, <laughs> was, whose decision is that? Well, we, uh, we released like four albums with Nuclear Blast, I think, in... Um, already had the feeling last year by the end of the year that it would be time for yeah, a little change or uh, we had done a, lo a lot of uh, work with them over over like six seven years we've been working together eight years actually so we had the feeling that it might be the right time to to try something else so we kind of ended the the relationship already last year they still sell our records. We're still like friends. Everything is all right. But we told them if we want to do another record, we would like to try something else. So we were actually without a label when we did the isolation tapes. And then as soon as the idea came up to release that album, there was the question who could do that. 
everything went so easy with that album. Everything was so much fun that we did not want to go back into having discussions with any label bosses or A&Rs and, and sign deals and have lawyers checking contracts and stuff like that. It seemed all too far away and not really interesting. We had this idea before already. And so we said like, okay, this is our chance. Let's just release it ourselves. I think it was the right time. I don't know to do it, but I don't know for how long it will make sense to do that. But it's also really right now. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty exciting to do that as well, to, to have the direct contact with fans again, have not this big label in between us and the, a bit of a proof that uh, yeah. you, you are still underground. Yeah, I think I always thought that we were underground. Maybe some people did not. And I understand that when Nuclear Blast is around, that people think, okay, they, they must be a big deal, but or they, they just want to do that for money or they sell out or whatever you, whatever people say since we signed there. But, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, that, that with the sellout didn't really work out. So we're still poor. And then uh, we thought we could, we could just try it and especially in those times right now it's it's we got so much feedback from fans and they were really like so supportive that we thought it's the right time to connect better again with those people because they know we're struggling they know we cannot play they but they also don't have live shows and they suffer the same way so we're all in the same boat and we are in a time where big labels have to think about what's their reason to exist You have a lot of digital uh, platforms nowadays. You, the, the physical sales get, go down more and more. It's just a bunch of freaks like us who still buy vinyls, but you can sell them directly to the people. So the question is, what's what's the what's the job of a big label nowadays? And we just thought that in, in times like this, you have to get more together with your with your fans, and and uh, so we thought. We have our own studio. We have uh, we have done everything ourselves all the time. Why not releasing uh, the, the records as well? And uh, so that was probably the next step to be more independent and maybe also more DIY than before. Do you did you think um, of robots or something uh, strictly connected on just to cadaver or um, you have in the back of your mind then? To, to release some other artists with the, with the robot or two. Yeah, in the beginning, it was more like, okay, we're going to do this album and we're just going to sell it on our uh, website, a web shop. So we don't have a distribution and, and we don't put too much energy in there. But now we, over the time, there's more and more people came up when they saw that. And so now we have a whole structure set up with the, with the distribution, the worldwide distribution as well, and everything is there. So it's definitely possible that we that we could release something else. But yeah, we just got to see what happens. It's not that we have to do it. So it's it's not our main job to be a, a label boss. <laughs> so once it's you just a fun thing right now. So yeah, once you have it. But if I have to, the feeling there's a record or there's an artist I really like and I would like to help them or I, I think they, they're worth it, the, the work you have to put in, I would do it. But other from that, I would leave it to Cadaver. And if Cadaver is going to release their next album on Roboter, that, that's going to be a, a hard talk as well. <laughs> from me to me. <laughs> <laughs>
between me and me <laughs> <laughs> and yourself. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I have um, I have an interview uh, with some bands, uh, I I try always to to listen a bit again to to the old records too. I think yesterday or the day before I was listening to Berlin, to Abra, uh, Abracadabra. How far uh, do yeah. you see those times from from now, from today and from your music and also from your future music, if you think about it? Especially the first album has always been haunting us in a way that, that always everyone, as soon as we release an album, people said like, oh yeah, it's not like the first record. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the first record has now. always... <laughs> the first record has always been around uh, since 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 we wrote it actually. We also got the first record back now. Uh we're going to re-release it on our label now, so we we have already two albums on our label now. Yeah, it's sometimes sometimes I I uh I listen back to some of the songs, especially Berlin has been like that was the first album uh, Simon was with us and It was a intense time back then. We were touring so much, like almost 200 days a year. We've been traveling around. And I remember that we wrote half of the album. Uh, we rented a rehearsal space in Texas, in, in, in Austin. And we wrote half of the album uh, over there. And that seems, all that stuff back then, traveling all the time, constantly, always just have your, your, your suitcase and your guitar case and then just travel and travel. That seems really far away because now we have, Tiger has a family and, and um, yeah, I think we also just got a little older that um, we still like touring, but the way we did it is, is that was just exhausting. That was sort of the peak time of, of where we just did it too much, I think, where we did everything we could do just to, to prove ourselves that we are able to do it. And um, so there was, there was an interesting time. And, and I think after that, we, we smoothed down a little bit and took everything a little bit more easy. And also, I think, I think the pressure on, on the Berlin album was pretty high because we thought was, a lot of people were telling us that we're going to be a big thing and, and stuff like that. And maybe, yeah, maybe we wanted to try to prove that we can be even though we did not want to lose the the way where we came from and lose the our sound and everything so it was quite difficult as well and it's the only record we did not uh record at our studio and not uh we were not mixing that album so that feels a little away from all the other albums there was like a little experience we had for one album to to give it to somebody else and see what he what he thinks our music should sound like it's all right but it could have been better and and at, at, it was also the last time we gave someone else the the possibility to mix our music so <laughs> we learned from our mistakes i would say especially because <laughs> of the bass of uh, simon no? yeah there is no bass <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got two questions that uh, came to me while we're talking now. I don't really know how to combine them, uh, but I just uh, say the first one. Yeah. Did you have and do you have uh, uh, some fear about the reception of the album, especially uh, from the people that say, oh, the first album was the best or something like that? Um, 
<laughs> and the second, uh, no? uh, I, I do ah, today okay. before I forget. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was talking uh, a few weeks ago to Bonnie of Death Valley Girls, and she mentioned something: uh, the business model of the touring band, which is something I never thought. Which is, you know, is to go around and mm-hmm. sell uh, uh, as many records as possible, uh, play uh, as many gigs as possible. Uh, what's uh, what is more or less your plan? Uh, if you have one, I hope so, uh, for keeping uh, the musician as main job. Maybe you can start with the next one, with the last one. We did already start, I guess, the first day we came back from, from our tour when everything got cancelled, that we had to figure out so how, how we're going to do that from now on. First of all, we, we did change the thing that we have our own label now. We sell our own records. That means by the end of the day, if all the records are sold, we might have a little bit more money left than we would have left when when we would give it to a big label of course the risk is way higher because you have to pay for everything up front yourself and then hope that you're going to sell everything but that 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 can be one one thing as soon as you have to structure up you can release uh, more more stuff and and hope that people are going to buy it and support you then we also did uh, one of the streaming concerts where people would had the chance to donate some money so that was like the the thing we came up in the first year as a as a as a like a short term idea so because we thought okay we have to get we have to get through like let's let's say one year then things should go back to normal it cannot go on forever but as things go uh, more and more in that direction that it's going to be at least two years um you have to think in in long term direction as well and then you have to come up with ideas that that you might gonna go on tour, but the tour is gonna be different. That it's gonna be a seated tour. That uh, you might not gonna be able to play all the markets. You would that might not. I, I don't think it's a, it's there's a possibility to go to the states or uh, South America, especially not Brazil at the moment. Australia is off, so you have to do things in Europe and. Um, we have our first tour booked in next October, which is more than a year from now on. And still everyone thinks it's not going to happen. So we really have to, we already had a couple of meetings with, with people and see if there's one way to bring up live concerts again for bands, but not in the way we used to have, used to have them, that people have to sit down, less people, like 40% capacity or something. Those are plans, long-term plans you, you have to deal with now. That's, uh, I know from German government and they're going to put a lot of money in the live venues next year. So venues have money to do concerts again, even though there's less people. So that means less, um, less strings, less everything. Um, so they can start cultural events again uh, and, and go slowly back to, no, no, to a normal life. Those are things I I uh, we're trying to deal with now, and but at the same time everything is so un- unclear and and so n- nobody has has an idea how long it will go on. I I actually thought in August that a second wave, no way, that's it's gonna be over. It's we're not going back to normal this year, but we've reached a point where where we where you can see we're going slowly back to where we came from. But now uh, we have more cases than we had in March in Germany, and people are not that. Um, they don't take care that yeah yeah they're not that scared anymore. They don't take care that much as they did in in March. So things are spreading much faster and much more than they did. So nobody knows 
maybe we're gonna have a full uh, lockdown again. Um, so you don't have any ideas. So you have to make plans, but always have in mind that everything can change in within one minute. Of course, it's hard, but the the point is, I think, as a musician, you you're used to this kind of situations where you don't know if you're gonna make money tomorrow because that's our daily business. That's how where we come from, and I think. For most people, that's not really, uh, they don't really know that feeling. And I think for those, it's a big problem. For people who usually go to work from nine to five and, and, and they have to stay at home or things are changing and they get out of the routine, then they, they panic and they, they don't know what to do. But me as a musician, I've over the last 10 years, that's, that's a normal thing. By the end of the year, I, I don't know if I can pay my taxes and if I have enough money for all the stuff I need to pay. Um, that it's not another situation I'm in right now. So every artist I spoke to, they're pretty relaxed. It's more the people around who usually also the people who make money with artists like clubs, venues, uh, uh, booking agencies, agents or whatever. They are more of, they're more freaking out because they don't can, they, they don't make their, their cut from from the money we should make <laughs> so so i think we're 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 okay but we're trying to get things done so we can keep our job yeah mm, that's good. okay the the second question the first question was was about the ah, oh ah. the first album you know you always lose fans you always win fans and i i did six albums now and uh I cannot please everyone and I understand that people want to hear Black Sabbath down that they're going to say like it sounds like hippie shit what you've done on this new one or it's too lame it's too boring it's too slow it's everything you don't like I understand but also I think people who know our music know that we've always been experimenting around and I always try to put myself not into a corner where I cannot get out anymore so I... I don't want to end like ACDC or, or some some bands like that. I, I always want to do what I like to do. And I'm okay with what I did. And I, I trust myself that when I put that on a vinyl, it's the best thing I could could have done in, the, in that moment with the ideas I had. As long as I, I can please myself with, with that, I think I'm good. And I, I take critics, I take them serious if they're, if they're, if they're good critics. If you just tell me it sucks, then yeah, well, you suck too. <laughs> Fuck it, no. <laughs> <laughs> We are almost there. I just have one uh, one last question, um, especially regarding the last the last uh, three four months uh, and maybe five months uh, yeah. uh, we experienced uh, in Germany, in which. Uh, Uh, we saw that um, certain businesses, let's say, could basically do whatever they wanted, uh, um, but there was a certain extra, uh, I, I almost used the word care, but was not care, uh, control, let's say, of um, the event uh, branch. Uh, what uh, I mean, I normally call it uh, a simply a business discrimination, because this is what I think... Uh, Uh, was uh, a bit like, what sort of opinion about that? You mean it business discrimination for life and and the event sector? Yeah. I mean the fact that uh, the fact yeah. that we could uh, jump uh, on a plane uh, 
surrounded by people yeah. at uh, 20 centimeters, but yeah. we could not go to a gig. I mean, on, on one hand, you're right, because why would be somebody allowed to be on a plane and sit there with 100 people and not be able to go to a concert? But I'm not sure if opening the concert halls would have been the better solution than no uh, like no flights because w what we see now is actually what we got from all the people who went on holidays and come back now came back so that's the second wave we're in right now so people who did not take it res with responsibility that's where everyone has to suffer now again from it for example me i did not go on holidays this year i stayed where i was i did not take any flights in and i i just stayed the fuck home But I'm suffering now also from the people who went on holidays because it was so important to go on holidays because they go twice a year and if they don't go, then everything is shit. The, that's one on one hand what I think. On the other hand, now venues are coming up with, with new ideas and new concepts and, and slowly we're going back into that and that's super important because especially small venues and, and uh, small business owners are seriously in danger. And it's, it's something very important in the cultural life in Germany is, I always thought we never get that much like attention and feedback. I never had the feeling that people were talking about it in, in, a, in, a, in, in the newspapers and the politics and everything, because there's no lobby lobbying for, for this kind of thing, even though it's the third biggest uh, business in or fourth biggest business in Germany. So and now I can see that maybe it will also be good for the cultural part that people understand about the, the wealth it gives a society when there is cultural life. People are people have ideas, especially in in in. in Artists have always have ideas. They can do out of a out of a little box. They can do the most beautiful thing. That they know they know how to do that, as long as they're allowed to do it. And I think now for politics, it's it's time to to really support those ideas, the new concepts, because venues have been shut down since then. They they did their job to to keep that virus away and 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 like not spread around like others did. So now. After they did their job, it's time for the politics also to do their job and support them in their way they can, give them money or whatever, give them any support they can, they need. And uh, open those places again for less people for in, in, in another way. But I see how it goes in America, I see how it goes in, in Britain. And I have to say that even though it's pretty shit here, it's not as shitty as it is over there. But it has been shut down long enough, I guess. Yeah, it's it's and it has been proven that there can be shows already again, and it's not that big spreading event where uh, uh, everyone after that is feeling sick. And is it, it has been proven already that it's possible if they have all these restrictions and follow those rules. It's possible, and so they should open those places again and let the people listen to music and see art and, and, and theaters and cinemas and all that, everything which is important for society as well. That's a good thing. I hope um, I hope somebody from the government uh, uh, is going to be watching. I doubt that. but it's, it's, I, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure they're all watching right now. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, of course, they, they're hackers, they're... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Secret <laughs> Service is watching us, but no politicians. <laughs>
Um, don't look at my plants there. Oh, no, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> as soon as he long hairs and beards and yeah, there. I got uh, one uh, one last question. Uh, I mean, um, which yeah. maybe turns into two. What do you wish? Um, uh, for you um, as artist or uh, what you want to experience uh, uh, more or experiment uh, as an artist and um, I remember two, two years ago we met in Malaga uh, you still uh, didn't start working for uh, for the Dead Travel Fest uh, and you mentioned the possibility to co collaborate for uh, with more musicians uh, yeah studio at least uh, um but it didn't happen for uh, for the dead travel fest uh, it didn't happen for obvious reasons uh, for the isolation tapes uh, do you still wish to do something like that yeah i mean we did just one show right uh, um and at heimathafen berlin uh, where we had all those people together and it's always a dream yeah i mean we we did this uh, streaming show uh, and we called it Volume One and uh, I would love to uh, do a second volume and do something special again. So we were thinking about if it's possible to get more people involved. Of course, of the situation right now, we have to see. Uh, as you can hear on the new album as well, uh, those songs couldn't be played with only three people. Sometimes we always think bigger and we think we would have more people around us to to uh, uh to play it's it's always a nice stream but yeah let's see in future maybe we're going to do an album with a whole orchestra or something <laughs> maybe not but maybe and it was just something I said because I said the other thing two years ago and it didn't happen. So maybe ah, okay, so I you thought can I'd just say something else which with, won't happen. With the elephants <laughs> playing. <laughs> so exactly. Oh yeah, that's gonna that's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are allowed on stage, you know, because they, they cannot get COVID. So I guess uh, that's true. Do... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, but it would be nice. It would be nice to have. Uh, yeah, sorry. It would no, be no, no, to no. have more people, but it's always a question of a question of time and and uh, uh, so uh, money and work. And so we, I said never know, but maybe next time we talked and you said like ah, now it happened. Yeah, it's on tape, <laughs> eh? so watch out. It's on tape, yeah. Uh, Lupus, I <laughs> uh, wanna thank you for this interview, and uh, I wish you a lot of luck with the release of the of the new album. Uh, do you have some, uh, by the way, some idea of um, release party, streaming, whatever? Yeah, actually, we wanted to do something. We had a, we had planned that we're gonna have a, a, a photo exhibition for ten years of Cadaver with a release party coming up, but. Yeah, it it doesn't feel like to have a lot of people in one room having a good time. So I think this is just gonna end how it started very quietly. Hmm. Sounds good. I hope. Uh, I mean, I hope uh, that um, even the fans uh, first album they will uh, they will buy the record. Uh, which um, <laughs> yes. How, how can they get the record? I mean, the physical record. Uh, um... Um, the, the, the vinyl is already sold out. So the only it's only CDs left. And uh, uh, we're going to have a second pressing coming up soon. Uh, only via our uh, online shop so far. Perfect. So cadaver.com. Yeah. Uh, okay, Lupus. Uh, thanks again. Uh, Thank yeah, you. Good luck again for everything. Yeah, see you soon. Thanks, thanks see so much. See you soon. Bye. Tschüss.